Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Kriath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Let's go around our virtual table one more time and remind you all of who's playing today. We'll start on my right, since the virtual table does not look the same, and start with Nathan. Hi, everybody. I'm Nathan, and I'm playing a uh, lovable fuckboy idiot named Rubo. It's a uh, Asimar Paladin Rogue. That's me. Ting. Ting, ting, ting. Rosie, you're up. Hi, I'm Rosie. I'm going to be playing Elon, a champion fighter who's recently joined this little merry crew. He's the ultimate pretty boy, which seems to be attracting the wrong sorts. I'm glad to be here in third session. Andrew, whenever you find your glasses, you're up. <laughs> I am Andrew, playing Thael Thu, the druid cleric of the star-related subclasses, lizard folk, freeborn person, general of the party, star man. Indeed, he is. Instead of the rocket man, he's the star man. And we move on from our star man to our undead eldritch horror, Gia. What are you talking about? So, hi, I'm your local spooky gal, local eldritch horror, Gia. Play normal gal Chatwin. <laughs> I, I thought it was bad to call yourself normal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's just a reminder for herself to stay normal. Just a constant like, I'm normal, guys, I swear. So she just Yeah. Just just a reminder that Chatwin did not spawn out of nothing. This brain created whatever it is. So have fun with that. There's lots of ideas bouncing around in here, y'all. Indeed. <laughs> But we move on to a more normal man, or a simple man, rather. Damien. Hello, I'm Damien. Um, Damien Travers. I'm a blacksmith. And I'm Jeremy, his player. Nice to meet you all. And I'm not going to say that I'm normal. I will say that I am simple. Close enough. All right, friends. So, our party reintroduced last time. Our characters were, in fact, introduced to a new face in the Sparkling Grove, Elon, who was supposedly sent to find the party by a goddess and bring them to the Feywild. But they were not having that shit and were hesitant to believe him at first. But after taking a night to recover from their injuries, talk things over, flirt a bit, they allowed the pixie accompanying their hot new elven friend to transport them to the Feywild. That is where we pick up here. Having the strange light show come to an end, a grouping of the lights that you saw dispersing into the forest with little giggles, you look up at the massive tree in front of you. The longer you stare, the weirder it gets, because it starts to morph into something else. Something spinier, more dangerous looking, and until there's a tail and limbs there and long spiny sharp teeth as this massive creature roars out into the Feywild sky it looks down at you all standing directly below it lowers its head and as it stands in front of the party poised to take a bite out of their small forms it speaks April Fools. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> fuck you, Emma. This episode isn't even going out on April Fools. No, it's not, but it is recorded on April Fools, so happy April God, Fools Day, you. everyone. This, this episode is bullshit. I was so ready to fight a tree in. <laughs> I was about to say, like, this, that, that shit wasn't here before. What the hell? That's a wrap. Let's start over. Let's. We got to go back. I need to grab yeah. Emma. And Nathan, just... Put the pliers down. <laughs> All right. April Fool's shenanigans out of the way. You guys are now back in the Feywild. Stood in front of a large towering tree. Surrounded by four very different looking forests. In different sort of patches around the tree. Divided by what seemed to be dirt paths. The first forest made up of deciduous trees looks like a bunch of budding trees with leaves just coming in fresh 
as if it were as if spring was just blossoming. The second set of trees, also deciduous, have much greener leaves, seem to be well set in. The third looks like a fall forest, leaves of orange and yellow and brown. None falling, but all of them looking as if they're about to. The fourth forest is leafless trees covered in small bouts of snow. Not enough to cause any lasting damage, but enough to sort of symbolize the season. And as you stand around taking everything in, Aliana kind of looks back at all of you, still floating in the center of the group. I know um, there's a lot to take in. It's, it's a very strange place for someone who's never been here. Glances over at Elon. I mean, I don't remember the, the different seasons part of it. I'm going to take this moment to mention I let go of Rubo's hand. <laughs> uh, Rubo does not let go of Elon's hand. <laughs> Loose grip and if 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 Elon doesn't pull away, if you just let go, he's just still holding. God damn it! Yep, your your hand is still stuck in his vice grip like a limp noodle. Yep. Okay. Fir- firm yet gentle. Jesus. <laughs> oh Jesus fucking Christ! God damn it! Can I actually? latch on to Theothu's arm in rapt excitement and like under my breath kind of go like Theothu would, would mm. you classify this forest as something you know incredible never before seen sort of fantastical sight is that what you would call it that's what I'm calling it oh I, I suppose at least I don't think I've ever seen this okay great I crossed something off on my list <laughs> <laughs> I go uh is that snow? Have you never seen snow before? Um, n- no, I mostly live in my life in a desert. Oh, well, that's rather unfortunate. Are there any plants there? Probably. I guess I've never paid attention to it. Huh. Go touch it. It's wet. Okay. I I, I do let go of Elon's hand finally, and I'm going to walk towards the snowy trees. How, is it, like, near enough that I could walk there without it being, like, a hike? Yeah. Okay, so, it's, like, we're near enough to it. Mm-hmm. So to explain the area a little better, the path sort of, it juts out in, like, four directions, splitting up the forest into four sections that embody those four seasons. All four of those forests surround the tree that you're standing in front of. So there's, like, a path going around the giant tree. And it's literally like a couple second walk around the tree to get to like the spring and summer. Okay. Then I'll walk towards the the winter area. And as I approach it, can I roll a stealth check to disappear behind a tree? Yes, you may. Please roll me stealth. Sweet. That's going to be a... Can I say I was going to join Rubo? Because I grew up on a tropical island. I don't think I've seen snow before either. (laughs) You may join Rubo, yes. My perception, my I'm like walking behind you. My perception, shit. <laughs> That's a 19, 17 plus two. All right. You believe you are sneaky as you duck behind one of the trees. Okay, I get behind one of the trees and I make a snowball and I try to nail Damien with it. <laughs> Damien, what's your passive perception? My passive perception is 17. Oh, wow. Okay. You would not notice. As Rubo kind of disappears into the wintry forest. Okay. So you're chucking a snowball. Yes. At Damien. Alrighty. Roll the hit. Okay. Is it like just strength, I guess? Question mark? I don't know. Improvised weapon, right? Yeah, I would say I would call it an improvised weapon. I mean, even though you're not aiming to do damage, that's the best way we're going to be able to tell whether or not your aim is accurate. Okay, I'm trying to double check if I add anything to an improvised weapon attack. I believe it's your, like, whatever stat you're rolling, just no proficiency, I think. Improvised weapons. I think it depends on what you're what you're using. Yeah. I would call this... I mean, you've never seen snow before. Are, could you say you're proficient in throwing snowballs? <laughs> 
No, I'm not saying I'm proficient in it. I think is it. I was seeing if there's any actual like rule to that. It just says a melee attack. Yeah. So for ranged, I would say you can do dex if you would like, since it is technically a ranged attack. Okay. Oh, that is an 18 on the die, plus two for dex. So that was a dirty 20. Damien, your AC is what? My AC is 18. Alrighty. One second you're staring at a giant tree, and the next a something cold and wet hits you in the back of the head. I'm just going to look over where the snowball came from. Do I see him? Or is he still hiding? You can make a perception check. There is a boyish giggle behind a tree. <laughs> You're still hiding and I'm standing there because I followed you to the snow. <laughs> 17. Yeah, you wouldn't necessarily be able to see him, but you would hear the boyish giggle from behind the tree. <laughs> like a fucking little elf. Just face palm. I, th- I throw one at the altar. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, that's only a 12, though. That still hits. <laughs> Damien, you watch as another snowball comes flying out of the forest and this time Thelthu falls on your shoulder Do I know what snow is? (laughs) I presume (laughs) You wouldn't have really had snow in the grove Mm. The coldest it would have gotten would have been kind of like fall temperatures Okay, okay So it would get cold, but you've never experienced snow before. Gotcha. Well, I'm, I imagine he can't really feel it if it just hit on his shoulders. He's going to, like, brush it off nonchalantly. <laughs> <laughs> Damien's just going to look over and be like, can you stop playing around, please? Getting my gloves all wet. I, 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 duck, I duck between a couple of trees, and I'm going to throw in a chat one. <laughs> I'm just standing there visibly upset because it got my gloves wet because the first thing I did was put my whole arms into the snow. <laughs> and I'm like, ugh. And now I'm afraid she's going to fireball the forest. Burn it down. For throwing snowballs at her. Oh, gosh. On this episode, Chatwin burns down the Feywild. <laughs> <laughs> nah, my my arms from the elbows to the fingertips just glow red hot like an iron in a fire. And I'll, and you just see a little bit of steam rise from the gloves as they dry and just kind of... <sighs> and then this a patch of snow around me in a circle just kind of slowly melts. <laughs> All right. Rubo, roll the hit. That's a 12 plus 2, so 14. Yeah, that absolutely hits me. He's 11, dude. I'm aiming directly at Chatwin's head. And just as you're starting to warm up your hands and get all that weird, like, wetness that came from sticking your hands into the snow away, you feel a ball of something else wet. Hit you in the back of the head. (laughs) It just hit, melt, steam. (laughs) It hits, it melts, and then steam, and then turn around. Although my perception is shit, so I see nothing. (laughs) What was that? What was that? I I dive behind, I dive to move positions into it behind another tree. I don't know. What was that? Staying out of sight as much as possible. I reach for my shiv, but think otherwise, because it's cold outside. So fire our lights in my head now. <laughs> Can I lob one at at Elon, but miss on purpose? Oh my god! Sure, you can. Okay. Rolled a miss. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls a natural one. Peg, pegs her again. I don't know how that works. Like I, I choose to fail. Is it? Can I do that? Yeah, I'd say you can just choose to fail and aim it away as long as you don't roll a nat one i'd say you can okay miss him pretty easily uh that's a 19 plus two so i, I just wanted to like zip right past alon yeah alon you're watching all of this chaos and then all of a sudden you see a snowball just a few inches from your face he wouldn't flinch he wouldn't flinch <laughs> Just Alon dead inside, snowball right past his nose. Rubo behind a tree, like, damn, that's so hot. (laughs) I imagine Alon's like kind of standing over by like Thaelthu and just like, so yeah, 
I guess not everybody is, uh, I guess, partial to snow. I suppose not. Aren't we on a time limit or something? Wasn't that something said that right. time is faster here? Oleana? Um, yeah, it does move faster here. Like I told them before, hour here is a day out there. So unless you want to lose a lot of days in here, it might be best to move quickly. I do have a bit of a meeting scheduled for you, I guess. Rubo peeks from behind the tree finally goes, do we get to meet a guard? Uh, unfortunately not, but you do get to meet our leaders, the kings and queens of the courts around here. They're the ones that asked me to find somebody who can help them fix this problem. So I figured best people to explain the problem is the ones who hired you to fix the problem in the first place. It feels like I just... Uh, we Yesterday I was like sitting in a little bed and breakfast trying to get blasted and failing. And now we're meeting like a shit ton of royalty at once. Does anyone feel like the progression of our days has just like gone completely out of context, out of whack. Like, I, f this is... N yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Tree. Um, <laughs> I, it just... This feels like... It's not a tree, it's Rubo. I'm back. I'm coming from around the tree. Ah! How long were you there? <laughs> I mean, it's... I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one who got kind of dragged into this, at least. Yeah, we, we all kind of just... I don't know. It's really weird how we all just kind of popped up together. Uh, that would be, I guess, the goddess of fate for a reason. Or the stars. Or just how life works. Yeah, I like Aliana's the best. If I'm being honest, fuck fates. That's that's bullshit. I would like to get out of here before um, at least 13 hours. What do you have to do in 13 days? I need to mail a letter to make sure that... Um, it gets there in an appropriate time, so nobody thinks I'm dead, and they sell in my estate. And yeah, you got you got your own. You have your own place, kind of. Not as grand as everybody else's, but we're not gonna. Right, following you, Eliana. Right, um, you know, if you wrote a letter already, I can always go back and deliver it for you. Then, when we have a moment, I will give it to you. And she'll nod and be like, follow me, everyone. And not at all wait for you to come out of the forest, Rubo, and just dart on her little fairy wings. I I'm going to run. I'm going to run to catch up with everybody. As I, as I get back over, I was I like in hearing distance, at least to like hear everyone like talking about the letter and everything. Yeah, you wouldn't have been too far away from the rest of the group. When I catch up, can I try to spot the letter on Alan's person? So I haven't wrote it yet, but I do have parcel in my bag. Yeah, I'll take a moment to do it later. Oh, well, I, 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 he's, Rubo does try, but he, he fails. He's, he's like unwritten on paper. Now. This motherfucker's gonna steal my letter, bro. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> I need to make sure they don't, you know, they don't think I'm dead. I'm the rogue of the party. What do you expect here? Easy solution: strap all your belongings to you. But as Aliana kind of darts forward, you see her approach the trunk of the giant tree and towards a very familiar door, Elon. I kind of looked at Aliana and she's like, so we are meeting the goddess? And she shakes her head and she goes, you'll see. She knocks three times on the door and a very light, joyful voice goes, oh, come in. She pushes the door open as if it weighed nothing to reveal what looks to be a very beautifully decorated throne room, only instead of full of like guards and the usual like palace decorum, it's full of plants and animals and wildlife of various forms. Is there a dog? You wouldn't see a dog necessarily, but... You would see a couple, like, wolf pups playing, kind of dart through the trees. Dang, can I try to pet the wolf pups? <laughs> if you can catch them. <laughs> I, I pull out, like, a, a little piece of rations of, like, some, I don't know, dried meat. And I try to lure one of the little wolf pups over to us. 
you pull out the dried meat and as you kind of kneel down to look at the wolf pups you do hear um a deeper voice kind of clear his throat up a few uh feet away and just go <clears throat> are we ready to get started <laughs> young man can you please leave the wolves alone their mother won't be very happy fine thank you i toss the little scrap of meat towards the, the little guys and stand up brush myself off and you watch them kind of look at you look down at the meat both kind of grab it and start playing tug of war with it Joe, and they're so cute i know um rubo probably don't take points on conversation if you can help it just because i feel like we're going to offend these people if we say the wrong thing uh i'm very good at talking to people have, have you not seen the whole time i know i know i know you're very good at talking to people but it's sometimes it's not you it's just the people that are taking offense to whatever you're saying it's just it might be a good idea to not just say everything that first comes to your minds here maybe not the second either i think you're i think you're wonderful and i think you're very i think you're great it's, i just i just want to make this easier <laughs> if i'm not involved i can't promise i won't steal something but okay <laughs> i can just oh. come back to the group. okay you all look, and about ten feet ahead of you sit four very different-looking thrones and four very different-looking individuals. On the far left, uh, your guys' left, not their left, sits a tall, slender woman with pointed elven ears, dressed in various uh, floral tones, and even has flowers braided into her long, like, floor-length hair. The second form is not nearly as similar. This short, stout little satyr that's got a flower crown on its head and uh, this shit-eating grin on its face as it's kind of looking down at all of you, kind of, like, picking at its teeth with what looks to be, like, a splinter from, like, a piece of wood or something. Uh, kind of like a crudely made toothpick, almost. The third figure, another woman, is a bit shorter, but much more poised, wearing colors of, like, orange and brown and red, and has shorter hair that's much more, much less decorated, but much more well-kept than the wild braid of the first one. And then the last is a tall man with, um, a sort of very pointed gaze, kind of looking down and examining all of you, wearing various shades of blue, has a long beard that sort of comes down to a point and sort of hits the, hits like chest level from where his chin is and sort of straightens out like a long, what looks to be like a blue waistcoat. Jack Frost looking motherfucker. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Elon is going to kind of step up and like kind of uh, grab a fist across his like chest and stuff, almost like a little salute and bow and just like being formal as fuck. I try to follow in formalities. I don't do a full bow, but just kind of like clasp my hands in front of me and like nod my head a bit, just as a show of respect to people who I recognize are of higher station. I think that they just kind of stands there with his arms at his side, not fully knowing any noble Elfie looks like that one emoji <laughs> <laughs> Rupo does a curtsy oh boy Damien are you gonna do anything or are you just gonna stand there along with Belthu okay. Damien's gonna kind of like stand there and do like a slight like bow but not much he's not a formal type of person that's fair but they all kind of look down and take you in. The woman with the long floor-length hair kind of sits forward in her throne and just goes, Welcome, adventurers. I'm sure Aliana has filled you in on as much as she possibly can. We'll do the rest from here. Can I cut in real quick, Emma, and just clarify yeah, sure. something? I, I, I got the vibe that each of them were for the different seasons, right? Yes. So there's Jack Frost guy for winter. There's like the brown, red, orange stuff for like fall. Mm -hmm. The satyr and the floor length. Can we tell if there's which one is spring and summer? You would assume that 
so where the woman with the floor length braid is decorated in more flowers and plant life more symbolizing of like blossoming flowers and things that are brand new the satyr that's sitting there is kind of decorated in various types of greenery that seem to be like they've grown as much as they're going to grow there's no new seeds no new blossoms necessarily as much as there's like budding plant life decorating his his clothing so he would be more for summer and the first one would be more for spring gotcha okay i got i got the last two but those two i was like a little mixed up on so i just want to make sure i was clear thank you no worries but she looks down at you all and kind of says the truth is we honestly don't know where this threat came from and how he got here as many of you are not really meant to cross that border without the accompaniment of one that already has called this their home for quite some time. However, that doesn't appear to be the case with this one. And unfortunately, in the little time that he has been here, he's caused quite a lot of havoc. A lot of fay or hurt. Sick. So, you don't know how he got here. And he's... Immortal, I guess, is what you would call us. Yes. Rubo inter- interrupts and he steps to the front where Chowen told him not to be. And he goes, um, I'm Rubo. I, uh, maybe introductions would be nice. I don't even know who you all are. Of course. Rubo. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance and all four of them look very uncomfortable and are just kind of like giving shifty glances can, can i try to shake this lady's hand I, i'm gonna try to put an arm if he tries to step forward <laughs> just like a, and just whisper to i don't him, aggressively like, approach i just kind of reach my hand out and like take a step yeah I'm, see I'm, if they'd like. I'm gonna just kind of put a hand on your shoulder then just we rubo Let's, um... Just being friendly. I know. And the ice one looks up again and just goes, Well, your definition of being friendly makes it seem like you're trying to make some sort of deal that we've not heard, not agreed to. What sort of proposal comes with your handshake and your exchange of names? I... don't, um... I mean, I guess I the the gods told us to be here. I don't. I guess we don't have to do this if I wasn't trying to be impolite. Uh, apologies. A handshake is usually a greeting for us, kind of almost to gauge one's strength and a certain sense of what type of person they are based on the handshake. And just to be clear, we don't give names. None of our names are being given at this time. Just to be clear. My name is not Rubo. And I wink at Chad. Sure, and sure. as you guys finish that, a chorus of oh's cross through the four of them as they kind of look at each other. It's like, and the satyr kind of chimes in and is like, oh, well, sorry. We didn't realize that this... Uh, no, there's a bit of a cultural barrier here, but that's all right. It's it's both parties um, on us as much as it is you. But so the suspicion here, correct me if I'm wrong, is that either uh, an individual already of um, your realm lets this individual in or they were powerful enough to find their own way in. Yeah, it's looking like it, but we just want to get this sorted out as quickly as possible. Right, right. I had a question. Uh, could you describe this individual for us? Because I believe we may have seen him in um, our material plane uh, not too long ago. Oh, really? And he kind of looks over at the um, one who hasn't spoken yet, the fall Aladrin, and just goes, Barilla? I know that he popped up in your area first. And she kind of nods and just goes, Well... A lot of my people described him as thin, 
bordering on skeletal, black cloak, hood, very wild eyes, erratic nature. And this matches what we saw in the monastery, does it? Yes. Right. And he just appeared alone one day. Uh, No accompaniment, no warning. Nobody knew who he was? No. He just appeared out of a, a random... It seemed like someone had opened a portal for him, but we're not sure how that is possible, seeing as all fey travel here in similar manner. It's it's natural for us to be able to call those that would build a portal for us, as Aliana did for all of you. No one goes in or out of the material plane, at least, without doing that. The second is more what we're worried about. But she kind of looks at you, Chatwin, and nods and says, we're more worried about the idea that he could have gotten in without help from someone inside. And even if he did have help from someone here, that would be at least more easily determined because we could at least look into who's powerful enough to, without going to the material plane, create a portal to the material plane. Okay. Uh, Have you not already looked into something like that? We would have, but we're a bit busy dealing with... uh, She kind of looks, and the other woman at the end of the row just goes, We're a bit busy dealing with the undead problem that he brought with him. Ah, right, right. Um... By the way, uh, were you able to make an anti-venom? Because I was in the process of doing so, and if I'm able to make one, then I could absolutely um, share it with you in exchange for one tiny little thing. Uh, unfortunately, I believe our... Um, um, we would have worked on one if he'd been here longer than a couple hours, and, well, we hadn't been distracted trying to keep the undead away from the citizens. Not everyone's prepared to fight, and those who are, unfortunately, a lot of them are sick right now. Well, I would be very happy to um, make an anti-venom for you. Um, It'd be alright to discuss. Just a tiny request in exchange. Well, Chatwin, can I ask a question? Because I'm really confused about this conversation right now. Hmm. What do you mean, make an anti-venom for the dead? Uh, well, the the dead were spread by the snake bites, and I was able to extract some of the venom from the sna- one of the snake bites, and I'm going to help. Is that possible? Right. If I can craft an anti-venom, no guarantee that it will do, you know, reverse the undead immediately, but I have no doubt it could be of use. Oh, all right, I see, I see. Well, if it can be of use, then we would definitely love to find an adequate trade for that service. We were looking to sort of going back to our previous conversation, make a deal of sorts. Right. Your help in exchange for something that... I heard you have a very extensive library here. And he kind of smiles a little. There are a few things I want to research. <laughs> the home of the Winter Lodron does boast a most extensive library in all the Feywild, yes? I am an avid researcher and scholar and learner, and I would... It would be my greatest pleasure to have access to not even to just read, be able to sit and read and research a few topics of my own interest. And uh, just for free, I'll throw in, I'll research some things for you as well related to this issue. We would be happy to allow you access to the library as long as any Feywild secrets do not make their way out into the mortal plane. I'm very good at keeping secrets, I can tell you that. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Robo. <laughs> Robo, don't be rude. Let her do her thing. I guess the important question at this point is, is there anywhere we can start looking for, I guess, these undead and, I guess, this man? Well, we haven't been able to follow him super heavily. 
Well, we do have an idea of what he's looking at, at least. If he's brought an undead army here, and he's turning our own into undead, then the only thought that I can have of where he'd be going is towards the um, uppermost corner. We have some... This whole... Our land consists of a multitude of islands. We keep various flora and fauna from different areas, and we cultivate them. The uppermost area is the one that's the most... houses some of the more strange and, albeit, dangerous plants, more carnivorous ones. But there also sits... I'm sure you've heard that we have portals to various other realms as well. I haven't heard that, no. Well, now you have. But there sits a portal to what's called the Shadowfell, the Shadow Plane. If he gets there, which is where we think he's hidden, then he's going to have a lot of access to a hell of a lot more undead. It ain't going to be good if he gets there. Which is why we're offering you the deal that we're offering. Help us stop him and help our people and we may be able to grant you all some souvenirs to take back with you. Oh, that does not sound good. Oh, do you have anything that my daughter might like? She's going to love this story. Can I real quickly, uh, how far away are these people from us? The thrones are sitting about 10 feet away, up on like an elevated platform. Okay. Can I cast Divine Sense? You may. Okay. I just want to know if any of these things are... Like, Rubo's confused because he thought we were on missions from gods, and now these dudes are talking to us, so he's, like, trying to get a sense if there's, like, any info to be gained from uh, these fellers. All right. As if they're celestial or something. Mm. Uh, or if they're undead. <laughs> <laughs> Rubo doesn't think that, but Nathan thinks <laughs> So you cast Divine Sense, and you watch, kind of looking for that that feeling one way or the other. Yeah, Celestial, Fiend, or Undead. Mm-hmm. They don't give off any of those things necessarily. In fact, they all seem to be very, if not more neutral aligned, more aligned towards good intentions from what they're saying and from what's coming through. However, you do get that hint of undead again, and you turn towards your companions, and it's still there from the other night. I'm staring at these guys really hard, and then I get the, like, tingly, like, out of the corner of my eye, and I just start staring at Chatwin at the altar <laughs> for a second, and I'm just like... <sighs> I'd like to state that now that Elon's here, I am very much alive, thank you. <laughs> Plot twist. Third reborn! Reborn party. Hell yeah. I mean, depending on if we lose a couple characters, it might happen. Yeah. yeah. If Rubo dies, he's going out in a blaze of glory. That's what he calls Elon. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> that was good. That was good. Can I go ahead and take out, because I still have that venom that I extracted that I was going to use to make an anti-venom. Um, don't know how well it's going to help, but I will take out the vial of venom and kind of look at the four of them. So I will go ahead and devise an anti-venom from this. In exchange, I will have access to your library but I am not allowed to release any Feywild uh, secrets that I may or may not find in said library. That is correct. And I am allowed to read the books in there. Yes, you are allowed to read any books that you would like. Fantastic. Okay. And I'll, of course, just for free research whatever I can about this situation, this individual. And were you saying that it was in the area of the carnivorous uh, flora where we should start, or was that a different location? That's where we believe that he is headed. He is passing through the fall forest to go north there. Is there a faster way we could 
maybe beat him there? Unfortunately, I don't think so, but he has been stopping in all the towns and on the way and leaving some devastation. So I don't doubt that whatever he has up his sleeve, he will be leaving some undead friends behind. Leaving some leavings, I got you. Indeed. So we should be fast then. As fast as you possibly can, yes. Uh, Elon's going to sit right down and start writing his letter real fast. <laughs> In the middle of the court floor. <laughs> love it. Love yep. it. Ruba's trying to read. Ruba's trying to read it as she writes it. As he writes it. <laughs> Over the shoulder. So I will approach whichever of the Fey is. Which one that has been speaking the most? They've all been kind of jumping back and forth. But whomever's hand I need to shake in order to make said deal that I will make them an anti-venom in exchange for access to the library where I can read any book I like. Their wording. I guess the Jack Frost guy. <laughs> I'll probably shake hands with the Jack Frost guy. Yeah, because it is Winter Library, you're right. Because it's the Winter Library, right? Yeah. And as I do, and my name, by the way, that you can uh, refer to me as, you can call me Alicia, which I will say for DM's sake. That is Chatwin's middle name because she is not giving the Fae her first name. Understood. <laughs> Chatwin's a careful bitch and she reads books. <laughs> and he would stand to sort of meet you and be like, well, Alicia, give me just a moment as I believe my colleagues here wanted the full deal laid out before additional clauses were agreed to. That's fair. And as far as reading that, before I continue on, as far as reading that letter, Nathan, I'm going to have you make a perception check real quick. Okay. I'm also not hiding anything, so fuck it. Mm-hmm. But how high of a perception check he gets depends on how much of the letter he sees before. Okay, that's a 17 on the die. My perception is plus one, so 18 total. Alrighty. Um, so I would say that means you can see most of it. Emma, I'm gonna send you probably where for hold on. Okay. <laughs> Just for funsies. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out exactly where to end it, uh, but I was thinking that line, so Rubo assumes it'll say something about like I met a really hot guy, not coming home for a while. No, it's definitely not. You would get part of the letter, but not all of it, before he finishes it and folds it up. Afterwards, I'm going to kind of turn and look for Aliana. Before you do that, Elon, mm -hmm. the Spring Fae is going to look back down at Damien and be like, my apologies. I, I wasn't really talking about souvenirs in the sense of um, like trinkets to bring home or things like that. Something that will assist you in your journeys. Well, that would be mighty appreciated as well. I, I apologize. I, I I don't typically think that far ahead, I guess. Understood. We've known you mortals to live in the moment, as it has been phrased to us. Uh, I live for my family, so... Very well. Then, for the sake of your family, we would hope that we're able to provide something that allows you to... Make it back to them safely. That would be my appreciated. Can we take maybe a flower home? You could give it to your daughter, Damien. I don't think the flower would live that long. I mean, you ever heard of pressed flowers? You can put one in between the pages of a book. If you have one. If not, I have my journal. I have pamphlets. That works as well. Do you guys have a pamphlet on the Feywild? I'd love to read it. All four of them raise an eyebrow and look at each other in confusion. Uh, they're not going to have anything like that here, Rubo. That just seems... How do people know anything about your place? Like Rubo, do you want me to write you a pamphlet based on what I find in the library? Yes. Okay, it'll just be like introductory things, like, you know. Yeah, we don't need to know all of their secrets, but just like, hey, 
you know, this is a really cool attraction that you want to come yeah, visit. Yeah, I'm not allowed to release any Feywild secrets anyways, yeah. I'm going to be bound magically to not release any secrets, so I can't do that, but, yeah. I don't mean to be rude, but they're all right there while we're talk- you're all are talking about this. It just seems a bit rude. We, we all turn and are like... <laughs> hey. We were in a group huddle. <laughs> I mean... They, they do that a lot, Theophan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've noticed as well. Oh, yes, but it's just this this whole setting seems a bit um, different. And so, like, look to each of the... I concur. It's all right. We we get ignored and discussed in front of a lot. It's, it's part of the territory when it comes to being royalty, unfortunately. I, I have a really quick question, Emma. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The This sexy southern gentleman voice, is this the satyr? Yes, this is the satyr. As as he's, they're talking about about royalty. Elon is going to kind of like I understand that completely. You do? No, not really. <laughs> and they all kind of nod at you, and the Jack Frost looking fellow, as you guys keep <laughs> keep referencing him, kind of stands very tall and regal and just goes, so to clarify the deal, looks at Chatwin, an anti-venom for, in exchange for access to the library on the clause that no Feywild secrets will be given to any one of the mortal realm. Mm -hmm. And if I am able to create step-by-step instructions or of any sort that it took me to create said anti-venom, I would be happy to pass that along as well. So you can make it yourself. That would be much appreciated. He looks over at Damien. We can arrange to have a flower pressed for you to bring home for your daughter. That would be very much appreciated. Thank you. I think I kind of like elbow Damien a little bit. and I'm like, see ya. I mean, something cool so she knows you, you went to all these cool places. Could it be a flower you pro- possibly can't find anywhere else? Something that's, like, unique looking so so I can brag a little bit to my little girl. Usually she's the one bragging to me about all the places she goes. You see the the spring Aladrin with the full braid kind of smile and just go, I think I know exactly what to give her. Can you Can you actually give him two? It'd be maybe cool that you could give one to her and, and one to her to her wife. Um, I suppose, but uh, I'll settle for one. I don't want to get too greedy. The deal that we're offering is one trinket each, and one very important item, one that furthers your goals, which we shall ask for in a moment. Once the deal has been shaken on in exchange for your help in defeating this strange mortal that has infiltrated our realm. Well, I mean, it would make sense for us to to help you find this mortal regardless because of what he did to our home. I see. We were not aware of uh, any damage that he might have caused out there. We don't get much news in here, nor do we search for it. It, it turned the whole, well, almost the entire monastery into to dead people. I'm very sorry to hear that. But, and they all stand and sort of step forward in unison as if this is like a practiced thing. Are we in agreement to these terms? Uh, I agree. Theothu, what do you get out of this, I suppose? Didn't you need to plant something? Uh, yes, I was going to ask that for what a trinket may be. And I suppose... Must it be an item or something you mentioned, or could it be a question that I would like answered for the thing furthering our goals? A question could suffice. I was kind of nod his head. The terms are fine for me, then. I agree also, as long as I can have my letter mailed. Aliana mentioned she would do this for me. And they sort of nod. If she has agreed to do it, I don't see why it cannot be done. We will send her at once. Thank you. Could I, as quietly as I possibly can, under my breath, Sandevec, do you have anything? Do you, do the terms sound good to you? Do you have anything that you need me to add on for you? I am always suspicious of new terms, of deals. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. as long as you use your a bit of your library time to find me what I need to get out of your body, mm. the terms are fine. Okay, we'll stick with that then. I'm like kind of <clears throat> doing this whole thing, trying to cover my mouth. Um, I- because again, I have to speak out loud, so I'm trying to be very, very subtle about it. But once I get confirmation from Sandovec, I'll nod along. The terms sound fair to me. Then it is settled. And with that, all four of them stick their hands out to be shaken. Oh, God. <laughs> this is making me so fucking nervous. Um, Rubo goes, I, don't, I guess I don't need anything and starts shaking hands. I'm going to shake the hands, too. Oh. Or wait, before Damon shakes the hand, he goes, Oh, wait, Rubo, you could have asked for a house. <laughs> you already shook their hands. <laughs> I already shake their hands. <laughs> we did say that the items would be discussed. Okay. All right, that, that's okay. I apologize. It's something he needed to find. and I figured y'all would be the best ones to help with it. And he kind of raises an eyebrow as you step up to shake his hand, Rubo, and he just goes, What sort of house are you looking for? Uh, a, and I point at Eliana and I'm like, her house. Uh, he needs a fairy house, not specifically hers. And I go, I put my hand to, again, like away from uh, Damien and I go, I want her house. <laughs> You, you realize that that's very rude and, like, impolite, right? I already shook on it. <laughs> he kind of looks at Aliana, who's been kind of floating there this entire time, as you guys have been speaking to them, who's just got her arms crossed and is shaking her head. And it's just like, I already told him we could get him an empty house. The Winter Eladrin looks from her back to you, Rubo, and it's like, but why her house specifically? I think it's because she's the first one of her kind he's ever seen or something like that. I don't know. He's still young. Mostly that, yeah. I I just kind of decided it, and it's what I've decided that I, I want. She could take her stuff, I suppose. And he looks at her again, and she just sighs, and it's like, If that's all we need to do to get this taken care of, then that's fine, I guess. And he nods and just looks at Rubo and is like, then we will bring her house here. We'll have it after the job is done. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Just whispers under his breath. Kind of give a sympathy look to Aliana. Just like, it's okay. Taking her fucking house, man. She's just, like, shaking her head, like, I guess I'll have to get back sooner so I can get all my shit out. <laughs> oh. Oh my god, Rubo. <laughs> I don't, I, I'll help you, I'll help you move, but I, I don't know if I can go inside. It's <laughs> probably a little small. Your hand isn't even going to fit through the door. You could just hand it to me outside the door, I suppose, and I'll carry it wherever you want. I'm not trusting you with shit. <laughs> Damien's like I, I, I'd be willing to assist you if Yeah, you Aliana, I we can apologize. we can help you I, I feel terrible I, We can't control his actions But we can help if you want it Thank you <laughs> Damien will help her move After this Could I also ask them real quick, just like when they, if there's an expectation on for when I deliver them the anti-venom and instructions and such? We would prefer as soon as possible. Right. Okay. People are dying, so the faster you can get it done, the better. Oh, absolutely. I will, um, I will get started right away. I don't know how long it will take. I've done similar, uh, potions before, but, uh, I'll get started right away. All right. And uh, before we get done here, just so we can do some gathering while y'all are gone. What are your goals? In life, in 
moving forward, whatever. <laughs> and he's going to kind of look down the line for everyone to go one at a time. Okay, who's he motioning to first? You gotta make us do this, Emma. We're not going lining up for first. <laughs> what are your life dive. goals? <laughs> I, I'll go first. Like, all right, mine's easy. He may as well look. He looks at you because you spoke, Damien. For me, my my life goals were to live a good life and raise some children with my wife, and I have done that. So now I'm just I'm trying to live out my my youth again. As I wanted to be an adventurer and see the world go all over to every possible place I could and, you know, get in a little bit of danger. I've gotten in a lot more than a little bit recently, but I just want to, to live a little bit of an exciting life. And he nods. And share some good stories with my kids. That's a fair goal to have. Looks over to the next person. If you guys are going to speak up, I'm going to call on you randomly. That's just how it's going to work. You have to do that. We are not raising our hands for this, ma'am. No. We're not raising our hands. They get a call on us. <laughs> yeah. As as my as my boss would have said, I, I was about to break out the wheel of anxiety. <laughs> Instead, you broke out the wheel of pain. <laughs> I'm trying to think for a second. Sorry. I was still kind of thinking when I got called on. Here, here, pick Halon, pick Halon. R- Ruba is just literally, like, we're in a line, so it's like Damien, and then Rubo, and then Alon, and <laughs> Rubo moves behind Alon and goes to the other side of Alon. And the satyr kind of raises an eyebrow, looks at Alon. I'm not ready yet. You dick. <clears throat> yeah, I guess, uh, whatever Damien said. what an answer look i i have no idea what my life will play out i don't know what aspirations i honestly i have for my home honestly right now this is the most i've felt alive in all of my life except for the day i joined the guards then maybe that's what you want in life to feel alive sure i would like to feel like a person like myself. Rubo reaches over and like just kind of softly rubs your shoulder. Not in like a weird way, just like a comforting way. Yeah. Yeah, that he would not push that off. And now as you you comfort your friend beside you, his eyes once again fall on you, Rubo. Rubo kind of like staring down at the ground. And he goes, I guess I just want someone or some people and he kind of like looks down the line at like over towards Chatwin and Theothu and then back towards Damien and even a little bit at Elon even though he's still kind of new to this little group is someone to care if I'm alive or dead and someone for me to care if they're alive or dead <coughs> Theothu did you want I just just point, point the the focus off of me immediately. Oh, oh I, I, I could, yes. Um, uh, he kind of looks down at his, his hands for a second, kind of fidgets for a moment, and then looks back up at, um, or what, it's the winter one that we're speaking to, so to that person. I would like to know, my, my goal is to uh, relearn um, how to read the stars to, to know why they no longer speak to me. And then he kind of looks down at himself. The satyr nods and looks over to Chatwin. Chatwin kind of wrings her hands um, with one thumb kind of feels under the glove. The grooves in the flesh and the missing pieces and just the mutilated skin around her hands. I, um, I'm not too sure, but I think, at least right now, I want to learn how to move on from grief, in a way. Yeah, we'll say that for now. 
he kind of nods and they all look at each other again nods kind of passed between these are all noble pursuits and we will do our best to find something adequate to fit these pursuits in the meantime i believe we have trinkets for all but one and she specifically looks down at you elon is there anything small that you would like to take with you i'm small <laughs> what nothing nothing sorry uh um i can't immediately think of i'll take her points at aliana and she kind of looks at you for a second and is just like never mind um no offense you're the first friend i've met on this trip so they said something small do you really want me to come with you that bad that's your choice we are taking your house yeah i guess you are and she kind of crosses her arms again and looks at Rubo. <laughs> I had it all planned out. I I thought she'd ask you to come with. I'd be kind of curious to see what you need it for. I, I look over at the author of Chatwin on the other side and I'm like, I did not know that. <laughs> no offense. I feel like if Esme could see you, then I feel like I would make my life. Well... And she kind of looks to the Spring Queen for confirmation, and she simply nods. Well, then I guess we'll have time for you to start telling me who this Esme character is. I'm a bit curious. And with that, all the Fae royalty kind of nod and say, then, and the Winter One kind of stands back up and says, then I believe our business has concluded. Best of luck. You are free to return when you have completed your end of the bargain, and we will complete ours. Do we need to shake hands again, or...? I have a very serious question, because something is really bothering me about this. If this takes us a couple weeks, does that mean that set, like over a year is going to go by in our world? Emma is trying to do mental math she was not prepared to do. <laughs> I don't think two weeks would be an entire year. Uh, I'm doing math because I'm actually curious now. Uh, it would. It's 336 days. So. I was going to say, it's 24 days for, for every day there. So 24 days times 14 is 140, 280. Yeah, 320. Yeah, it's 336. 24 times 14 is 336. So. If we do spend two weeks here. Do you see why I am concerned? Two two weeks is not a long time to hunt somebody who has yes. a head start on you and knows where they're going. Elon does the math in his head and is just like, well, I'm going to try to get us all to do a forced march and hope to end this by at least a week here. Or less. Less. Let's try for three days. Let's please try for less, yeah. We will hope that he does not have enough time to do that much damage. Right. Then I think we ought to not waste any more time and we'll be on our way. I, I agree. I, I really don't. Everyone limber up, we're running. <laughs> I don't want my daughter to freak out saying I've been missing. So do we, do we age only two weeks for being here? How does... Rubo, don't think too hard about it right now. We can worry about that later. Okay. Just just to make sure, we're after him, the one causing this, not all the other issues, correct? Yes. If you can... If things are getting out of hand and you have time to stop and help, it would be appreciated by everyone that's there. But I suppose that can be dealt with afterwards if need be. Thank you. So, yes, we should hurry all right and with that if everyone's looking to head out then i believe that's where we're going to leave it for tonight ladies and gentlemen ah! uh. hold on how long have we been here so far like an, an hour. hour that's what i feel probably an hour yeah i i i brought up a bombshell we've already been gone a day one day hour one okay just want to make sure oh boy 
Yep, hour one. <laughs> oh god, I can't believe we made- we just struck, struck a deal with the Fae. What the fuck? If we go to, sh to the Shadowfell, I'm gonna lose my mind and get- the Shadowfell gives me PTSD. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah, and I apologize when you were like- they were like, do you want something small? I was like, I- uh, her. <laughs> her. I couldn't think of anything else. I didn't want anything. I know. I mean I mean, Ruba was right there too, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, Ruba's pretty small. Yeah. What better souvenir from the Feywild than a Fey? Okay. Yeah, what better trinket? Yeah, you can just tie the fairy house to your belt and something, and she'll still live in it. Just blew the furniture down. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> just rattling around. Anyway. Thank you all so much for listening tonight. If you enjoyed that and want some more of another taste of our content, please find us on social media. We are Chronicles of Krayath Pod, all one word, all lowercase on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We also have a YouTube channel, Chronicles of Krayath Podcast, where you can find us and listen to the full episodes if you don't want to find them on other podcast platforms. Thank you all so much for listening again. Happy April Fool's Day from the past, I guess. Yeah, how, how's May and June for you bitches? <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. 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 Now what were you saying right now?